who is going to win? Let's see. All right, who y'all got y'all money on? Who do y'all, uh-oh, look at Florida, y'all. We are up 200,000 votes. What up, what up, Murdoch? I'm not gonna front, man. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm not as confident. I don't know who gonna win. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Let's see. Biden is up about 300,000 something votes in Ohio. Uh, I was watching this thing earlier with the map in Florida. I was like, oh, Jesus. Biden about to win Florida. But now it looked like Trump pulled ahead. See? There we go. So we're up 200,000 something votes. Good. Now, my county, Orange County, don't went Democrat, but that's. That's not to be surprised. There's no surprise there. What up, Nene? Says the Latinos will ride out red and the Dems have no smoke for them either. Uh, we'll see, man. Oh, I didn't even notice Trump is up 3730. Mm. I'm kind of, I want to go to sleep, man. I'm trying to, I want to stay up and watch the whole thing, but. Oh no. Dang. Biden got 180,000? Oh, oh, that's just the county. Never mind. Oh, wait, no, that was the state. I don't know, man. I don't know if this. I don't know, man. I'm a little. You know how some of these people like uh, ABL and. um. Brandon Tatum, they're like super positive that it's about to be this red wave. I don't know, man. I think, I think that this this might actually be like a a, a true split down the country. I don't know if this is going to be a, a true red wave taking place if Trump wins. I think this thing is going to come down to, you know, they they got, they're going to be counting some votes past the election, man. That's what I kind of think is going to happen. What up, Black? You in here? I just saw you. Whoever wins Florida. Well, Trump, we up in Florida. We up in Florida. There was some time, I was watching this thing about an hour ago, and Biden was up. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, who is voting for Biden out here? Because every time I roll around, I'll be honest, I don't see nothing but Trump signs. As a matter of fact, I was coming home from work today, and I saw this black dude in a Corvette, had the drop-top Corvette. He had a giant Trump flag hanging out his out of his Corvette today. Like, I don't see, I don't see any Biden supporters out there. Like they don't, they don't make themselves readily identifiable. All I see is Trump supporters everywhere. And I live in Orange County. You know what I'm saying? Trump will win and F Joe Biden on live TV. Yeah. Like I say, I live in Orange County, Florida. I legit do not see any Biden supporters out here. When I'm driving up and down the high, no, I take that back. I take that back. When I was coming home from work yesterday, I saw a brown minivan had Biden written on the on the uh, on the minivan in white. But other than that, I don't really see any Biden supporters in Orange County. Now, whenever they pull up the map for Florida, you're gonna see my county is gone blue for the most part. But I'd be like, where are these people at? 
Because I never see them when I'm out and about. I never, I don't see any Biden signs out, flags, bumper stickers, nothing. All I ever see is Trump. Matter of fact, when I was going, when I was at the dealership buying my Jeep the other day, this couple walked in, they had on uh, Trump um, face masks. <laughs> so I don't know where these people be at, man. But we showing out. Up, oh, look, Trump. Up, oh, Trump is taking the lead in Georgia. What up, degenerate? Trump is taking the lead in Georgia. Biden was winning earlier, but you know it was probably because a bunch of a pe bunch of people in Atlanta came out. But Trump, he finna listen. I was trying. I was explaining this to my peoples, some of my people who didn't understand how this works. I'm like, because they didn't understand how the the popular vote works in conjunction with the electoral college, and I was like. In case you guys don't know, it's like they, they couldn't understand how Hillary won the popular vote, but Trump won the Electoral College. I'm like, well, Hillary, and it's the same thing that's about to happen with Biden. They're going to win most of the states in the Northeast, and they're going to win California. Those are high population states. All these flyover states and all these little counties, man, a lot of them things are going to go red like they did last year. I mean, last year, last election. And that's what caused Trump to win. Because all those little flyover states, their electoral votes start adding up. So, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go this tonight, obviously, but that's how it went. That's how Trump was able to win. He went in there and got the flyover states, man, that have low populations, but they have winner-take-all electoral votes. And you get enough of them things, they start adding up. Because if, because I know people are talking about get rid of the electoral college. If you get rid of the Electoral College, you can almost guarantee Democrats would win 99% of the elections because all they would have to do is campaign in California, campaign in New York City and the Northeast, anywhere where there's a high population of liberals, and that would be it if you just went strictly by the, uh, pop, the popular vote. And they, they, would, they, would just, they would just ignore the flyover states because it wouldn't matter. There's not enough people out there. All right, Nene posted a video explaining the Electoral College, so y'all go click that link and check it out. Y'all get edumacated out in these streets, man. Oh, man, Biden's winning Pennsylvania? Let's see. Oh, how many votes have been cast? I said three-fifths of man. So, I saw Ture. What's that guy's name? Y'all know Ture? Uh, you, know, you know that black dude, Ture? On Twitter, the check mark T O U R E or whatever, he posted something on Twitter talking about for all the black men who voted for Trump, f you. Uh, they already starting, y'all. So if you a brother out there, listen, y'all, all you black men out there, because you know me, I'm I'm a claim Hispanic, right? I'm a claim biracial and Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? My hair is like mad curly these days. Let me let me show you my hair, right? Hold on. See this right here? See. The, curl, the curls is popping, nigga. So when I step out the house, people think I'm Spanish. I'm about to go learn how to speak Spanish. But I'm saying this for a reason, right? If Trump messes around and wins, and then when they do the tally to see how many black men voted for Trump, they coming after you, you readily identifiable black people. See, people like me, I could just, I, I could just pretend to be something else. <laughs> so, so when the mob comes out there with the pitchforks and the black women's is is hounding y'all down and they come up to me, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like, no, no hablo inglés. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. I'm gonna be on some stuff like that, B. 
I'm going to be Chico DeBarge out in these streets. You know what I'm saying? So they coming for y'all. They already setting it up. They already, they already blaming black men. You saw Maxine Waters. She was on the Joe Madison show, The Black Eagle, talking about she's never going to forgive black men who voted for... Notice they're only saying black men. They're not saying black women well, because, you know, 97% of y'all are voting for, for Biden anyway. But so Maxine Waters is out there talking about she can never forgive y'all. I saw Teray out there on Twitter talking about F you. It's, it's about to be a whole bunch of this, y'all, going down. Y'all finna be, if Trump wins tonight, or if he wins this election, black men, y'all finna, y'all finna get drugged for the next four years, B. <laughs> for the next four years, y'all finna get drugged. And like I say, I'm going to be on the sidelines. I'm going to be blending in. I'm going to be biracial. <laughs> I'm going to be Hispanic. I'm going to be Arab that day. I'm going I'm to I'm be a chameleon out in these streets. All right, Trump just took West Virginia. It says they had 300-plus Hispanic car caravan in Miami, Florida. Well, Dade County is probably going to go to uh, Biden because Hillary won Dade County. Dade County is the biggest, is the most populated county in Florida. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of liberals down there. So, you know, I predict it's probably going to go to Hillary. Let's see. Let's go back to Florida, man. All right, North Carolina. Right, there, what? Sixty-two percent of the vote is in for North Carolina. Three hundred thousand difference. Say weird flex, but okay. Who flex? What are you talking about? Me? I'm flexing. What I flex on? What are you talking about? How is man? Ohio. Mm. So we got a. 300,000 lead, 44% of the votes are in for Ohio. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know, man, because look, look at all these states Biden is winning. Now, granted, these are still early. It's only 6%. But this, this is stuff that kind of got me a little nervous about, man, will Biden actually win? And then we're going to be stuck in the era of Black Lives Matter for the next four years. And everybody's going to be forced to put face masks on and and, you know, it's just going to be social programs all over the place. See, this is the stuff I'm talking about. This, still, this stuff's still early. It's only 10%. Well, Biden's probably going to win this. Because that's, that's New Hampshire. Ain't that where? That's where Bernie Sanders is from. So he'll probably win that. It's all the... The liberal early voting. I voted early too. I voted. Um, I voted last. Wait, when did I vote? It was either a week before last, or other, something like that. Because I think Florida. I think we started voting like two weeks early or something like that. Because it was like right after my wife's birthday. I went. And, I think the day after my wife's birthday, I went and did my. Yeah, we we started early voting on like October nineteenth. So I think I went down and voted on the twentieth. Hey, what up, Kay? So I did my early voting too. Wow, look at that lead. Trump got a 39,000-point lead, 154,000 lead. Well, gee, they already have policy due. Wait, they already have policy due January to allow non-permanent residents to vote. Who got that policy? Oh, you're talking about the Democrat? Yeah, see, it's going to be that too. 
And I, that's why I was trying to tell people, man, that, that I know voted for Democrat. I'm like, do y'all realize, what, especially black folks, because like the more black people I talk to that voted Biden, I'm talking about literally, even up to this very day, everybody has been telling me that they are only voting for Biden because Trump races. Like, literally, that's what somebody told me about three hours ago. Trump races, Trump races. I'm like, man, do you do you understand what these Democrats are trying to do? They're trying to open up the border, just let anybody come in. I'm like, when he, when one of these illegals falls down and gets a boo-boo and goes to the hospital, who do you think is paying for that crap? The taxpayers are. When Bonquisha is sitting around popping out miscellaneous babies, and then on the first, she goes down to the grocery store and, and uses her EBT card to get some steak and shrimps, who you think's paying for that, man? We are. She eating better than you. That's your steak and that's your shrimp. When they want to, if you live in a nice community and they talking about they want to put some low income housing in and around your area, like what do y'all think that means? What do you think that's going to potentially do to the overall value of your neighborhood if the 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 uh the, some of the degenerates roll in? And I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like everybody that lives in low-income Section 8-style housing is a bunch of degenerates, but we can't ignore the fact that, unfortunately, that's what comes with the territory when you have a bunch of low-income housing. You'll have some sprinkles of some good people that come in, but a majority, of, a lot of those people, man, they, they bring in a lot of un, unwelcome degenerate behavior that starts to bleed over into your area, and now, next thing you know, your, your local crime and your immediate vicinity is starting to go up. You notice a lot of uh, cars being broken into, burglaries and stuff like that. And it wasn't like that before the low-income housing came in. But you can't put two and two together. But this is what Democrats want, man. They want this stuff. You know, a lot of us, we moved, we moved to get away from low-income areas because we, we, we can afford to, because, you know, we've done what we were supposed to do to get our money up, you know, however you chose to get your money up. We don't want to live around that. And like I say, this ain't to say that everybody that lives out there is bad. I don't want to come off sounding like that, but you got to keep it real. It's a lot of it's a lot of things that people escape low income areas from that they don't want to deal with. And when a lot of, you know, you, you, you slap up a low income housing development near a somewhat well to do area. Well, guess what? Things is going to start happening. It happens everywhere you go, every city. But people don't be understanding this is what you're voting for when you support Democrats. They support this crap. You can't just be Trump racist and focus on your feels. You got to look at the bigger picture here. What are the policies these people are trying to push, man? And Democrats are all about this feelsy crap. We, you know, we want to racism, white supremacy, and, and orange man bad, police bad. And like I was talking to somebody earlier today. I was like, they, they, they voted for Biden. I was like, I was, and I was like, so why'd you go for Biden? It was like, because I don't want to be dealing with these racist white people, yada, yada, yada. I was like, I looked at this person. I was like, hey, over the last four years since Trump been in printing office, how many white people have been bothering you? Just one. <laughs> so you mean just one white person has bothered you in the last four years, right? In the last four years. But, but. Trump out here emboldening all these racists. Get, get real. So I was told this person, I'm like, when you turn on the TV and watch the news, who's out there setting all the cities on fire every time a black person is killed by a cop? 
Them ain't, them ain't Trump supporters out there burning cities down. Them Biden supporters. They need to start calling them that. Antifa and BLM are Biden supporters. So I'm like, I don't be understanding this crap. All right, what does it say? All right, North Carolina's going to Biden. Oh, no, okay, no, we're still counting. Okay. So, you know what I mean? I mean, but like I say, it, it's, it becomes more, much more and more apparent to me that most black people that I encounter in real life, they, they legit just don't know anything about politics, especially when it comes to this race right here. They legit don't know the differences between these two dudes and their policies. All they know is orange man, bad, racist. That's it. They don't know nothing about this dude. They just know. They just think he's racist. That, that is literally how this, how this election has been going, especially as it relates to black people and how they vote. They don't know nothing about Biden. They just know orange man, bad, and racist. That is literally it, y'all. Literally it. I was talking to another person. This person's ex-military. And they voted for Biden. I was like, why would you do that? He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, bruh, do you know Democrats, they are in favor of trying to reduce military benefits? Like, they've always been in favor of trying to reduce it. They want to reduce the DOD budget, all that crap. So I'm like, what do you think happens if they start cutting down on the DOD budget? That's going to affect people like you and me. <laughs> you, know, you know this great, wonderful care when we go up to the VA hospital and, and things is hopping and popping, or if, you, or if you're in the military next to a, or if you're next to a military base and you go to the hospital on post and, and it's hopping and popping up in there, well, guess what? That's because Trump pumped a lot of money into our DOD, and, so, and a lot of that money got funneled into the VA system so that they can increase the care to where the VA has like a 97% approval rating. Because back when I was in the Army, especially when Obama was in office, man, people, people dreaded going to the hospital or going to the VA because, man, you would be in there just for hours, B. Like, even if you went to the emergency... I remember one time I went to the emergency room. Now, granted, remember, an emergency room is because you're supposed to be having an emergency. I'm in the emergency room for like, for like 90 minutes before, before anybody came and saw me. <laughs> I'm like, what, what's the point of calling this an emergency room? Like... What do I got to be? I got I to gotta come in here with, like, my arm blown off before somebody sees me? Like, like, what's going on here? But when you vote for these Democrats, historically, they are in favor of trying to lower and or minimize military benefits or just the military in general. They want to, so you start subtracting that money from the, from, the, from the DOD and all that stuff. That's just, that, that money doesn't just affect active duty personnel or reserve or, or national guard that affects us vets too so i'm looking at this person like like don't you collect some type of pension or va disability and like did you notice that your va disability income went up last year like you haven't noticed that your benefits have went up I'm like, how do you like? Well, how do you think that's possible? <laughs> like, what do you like? Where do you think that came from? You think that just came out of nowhere? No, it's because Trump has been pumping money into the DOD, the Department of Defense, and some of that money gets sprinkled down to us vets. 
So you start subtracting, you start taking away from the DOD budget, well, your little benefits might start reducing a little bit. But you're voting for the blue people who want to take the money away. That's why I don't, under, that's why I don't understand military vets who vote Democrat. I'm like, you are literally voting against your own interests. Because with military vets, you know, those who, who join the military, especially those who want to retire, it's like y'all want to retire and be chilling by the time you're like 38 to about 40 years old. You got your retirement check. You got your health care. You got your VA loan, your college, yada, yada, yada. Why would you vote for the party that's in favor of reducing those benefits? That you have literally put your life on the line to serve this country so that you can try to get those benefits. Why would you vote for the party that's in favor of reducing those benefits? It doesn't make any sense to me with vets who, who vote blue. Uh, let's see. If Biden becomes president, then y'all get what y'all deserve. <laughs> yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but like I say, this election has really been an eye opener for me. I mean, look, I always kind of knew it was like this, but being that I guess I paid more. This is the most I've paid attention to politics in my entire life is this election cycle. I was halfway paying attention to it. Ever since 2000, when, when I could first vote, I mean, well, because let me see, I turned 18 in 1998, then 2000 is when the uh, George Bush Al Gore election, so that was the first general election I could vote in. I don't even think I voted in it. I can't remember, to be honest with you. I don't think I did. But this is the most I've ever paid attention to politics in my life, is this election cycle. And this has really opened my eyes to how most black people just really don't know anything about politics. And I'm not just saying that because that's a popular sentiment to say these days, especially in black YouTube. I'm saying it because I, I legit believe it. Most black folks just legit don't know anything about politics. And they base, all, they, they base their political decisions based off of whether or not they think white people like them or not. Not, not based off of what white folks are doing who are in power, but based off of whether a white person actually likes them. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because I think about Martin Luther King Jr. When he went to go see Lyndon B. Johnson to try to get some civil rights legislation enacted, right? Lyndon B. Johnson was an admitted racist, didn't like black people at all. And guess what? MLK still went up there, chopped it up with this dude, and they got that... They got that, 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 uh, that latest version of civil rights legislation enacted. Now, what if MLK was on some crap like, man, he called us the N-word. He don't like black peoples. I ain't going to talk to him. Man, we might still be living in Jim Crow right around <laughs> right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said they might flip Texas. Who, the uh, Democrats? I don't know. And look, you said you heard Biden say the N-word. L- listen, here's my thing when it comes to old white men who are like 70 and 80 years old. If you honestly think you're going to find an old white guy who's 70, 80-something years old who doesn't, who, who has probably never said anything potentially racist in their life, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. You have to, I, you know, I don't care, Trump, Biden, whoever. 
you cannot sit around here and act like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me, right? Because you got to think about it. When these old white men were teenagers in their early 20s, we're talking about like the 60s and 70s when they were teens and, and, and in, their, in their 20s, right? Look at the era they came up in when it was, when it was just normal to say racist stuff. That's the era they grew up in. That was the culture. It was normal. So I find it hard to believe you're going to find some old white man, 70, 80 years old, who didn't say something potentially racist in their past. Like, that was the culture back in the day when they were young. That was the culture. Now, does that mean that you just live and let die, just forgive them? No, that's, that's all on you. But my thing is, I try to keep things... I, you know, I, I don't see when we start talking about racism, I think a lot of black folks, what they like to do are people just well, people in general. But, well, I put it like this black people and Looney Tune liberals, I, what they like to do, they like to superimpose today's values onto historical events. Right. And so what do I mean? The way we feel about racism and all this stuff today, and how our culture is today, if you rewind the clock 100 years ago, people didn't feel like that. Now, that doesn't mean that there wasn't racism taking place, and that doesn't mean that some of the stuff that white folks was doing was right or wrong, but you have to look at the overall culture of the times and the values of the times that was going on. Like, if you just want to go back to slavery, people were like, slavery was wrong, yeah, we can look at slavery as wrong today and be like, yeah, that was messed up, yada, yada, yada. But imagine if you was living in 1820 in, in the heart of antebellum slavery. You probably wouldn't be able to find too many people who thought slavery was wrong. You probably wouldn't be able to find, I highly doubt you would be able to find too many slaves that thought slavery was wrong. That, you know, whether they realize it or not, you, basically what I'm trying to say is, that was the culture back then. And that was just accepted. Everybody, that was just the, the overall culture back then. But the problem I see is when you have these historical conversations, the way we feel about a subject today, we try to pretend like everybody 100 years ago or so felt the exact same way. When I don't think that's necessarily the case, man. I think people just totally choose to ignore cultural, the, the, uh, the temperature of the society back then, the cultural norms. Like, here's another example, the F word for, 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 for the LGBT squad. You rewind the clock back to the 90s, it was, it was, it was common to say the F word in hip-hop music. Nobody batted an eye, nobody cared. Today you said they're coming at you with the pitchforks. All right, let's just take calling women the B word. Go back to the 90s. Rappers, male and female, were calling women the B word. Man, that was on cable TV. You could turn on. I remember watching, what was I watching? I, I watched some show on cable TV back then. It was nothing to be watching a TV show and them saying the B word, calling the women the B word on TV. And it was just perfectly normal. It was perfectly acceptable. Nobody, nobody batted an eye. Today you do that, they're coming at you with the pitchforks. But now the problem is people will try to impose today's values on what was totally acceptable back in the 90s. And I'm like, I don't think I don't think that's fair.
And you say you call them that also. What, women the B word? Well, you're a woman. You can do that. But I'm just saying back in the day when we were saying the F word and the B word, it was normal. It was just part of the everyday vernacular. Nobody cared. That was just how it went. But now everybody's like, ooh, that's wrong. And then they try to go back in time and be like, oh, they was wrong. No, they weren't. Technically, it depends. You could say they were wrong, but that was the culture back then. It was acceptable to say that. Yeah, I missed the 90s too. I was listening. Did y'all hear Busta Rhymes' new album today? Busta Rhymes got a new album out called Extinction Level Event 2. I, I, it's on YouTube. You go to his YouTube channel. He put it up on YouTube. I was listening to it. Oh, man. That thing teleported me back to the 90s instantaneously when I heard it. Instantaneously, I went back to the 90s. His whole flow on that album is reminiscent of Bust a Bust from back in the 90s, man. The beat selection. He got this one song on there where he... Uh, he did a. He, he took the uh, poison song from Bell Bib the Vote. It's driving me out of my mind. He made a whole song out of how to, you know how the song starts out. He took that portion of the song, and that's the beat for the entire song. And he is just ripping that thing. And then when it gets to the chorus, that's when you hear. Um, um, Who's a, who sings that? Uh, Ricky Bell comes in. It's driving me out of my mind. Oh, man. B bust a bust, man. Bust a bust. Bust Rhymes has to go down in history as one of the greatest MCs of all time. I don't care what none of y'all niggas talking about. He has to. Y'all will give Bust a Bust his propers. But go listen to his album, Extinction Level Event. He got Rakim the God on there. Bust a Bust ain't playing games out there with you Negroes. All right, what are we looking like? What are we looking like? All right, what are we looking like? That's, that's, that's the wife walking in front of the, the camera, y'all. What? What are we talking? Just talking to myself? I don't know who's on the phone. I'm over here making YouTube videos, watching the, the election. Trying, trying to see if, if Trump going to win. Trump 2020, baby. <laughs> Let's do a policy talk one day. Yeah, we could do that. What them House and Senate seats looking like? I don't know. I ain't seen no information on any of that. All right, Biden's still winning Ohio. But he's going to get all the major urban areas. I mean, most urban areas go Democrat. Republicans, they be scooping up these, these, these small counties. But you got to remember, these small counties, they may have little votes here and there, but it's a whole bunch of them little counties with little votes. That stuff adds up. You say, because I'm all in there, blacks think shit unfair right now. Look, all I'm saying is I'm in favor of, of not paying high taxes. I want to keep as much money 
in my pocket as humanly possible. And this dude, Biden, is out here talking about he want to raise taxes. I, that, that doesn't even compute with me. I want to pay as little in taxes as humanly possible. Matter of fact, I'm waiting on my damn homestead paperwork. Well, it came in. I'm waiting for them to approve it because they finna knock my property taxes down because I'm a disabled vet. That kicks off in January. And that's going to lower my mortgage. <laughs> Yeah, man. He said, you live in Ohio, you'll be surprised if Biden wins. Really? Outside of major cities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the major cities. Yeah, every major city. Like It's, that, it's like this in Florida. Orlando is going to be probably going to go for Trump. I mean, uh, Biden. Miami may go for Biden. Uh, Jacksonville and Tampa may go for Biden. Like Those are the big major cities in Orlando. I mean, uh, Florida. But we got like 67 counties in this state, man. And the panhandle in Florida is probably going to go red. All the counties immediately surrounding Orlando are probably going to go red until you get to Tampa. Like Lakeland and Polk County and all that crap. So how did Biden get Texas? I don't think Biden won Texas. Did he win? I don't think they called Texas yet. Did they? Did I miss it? Because in Texas, I know he got Biden is winning. Is he's winning? Um, Biden's winning uh, Dallas right now. I don't. I don't think all of Texas ain't came in yet. That's a huge state, man. Biden will probably get. He'll probably get the. He'll probably get Houston and Dallas. We'll probably get like the, the major city. Like Democrats, they do good in the urban areas. Because those are where the high populations, a bunch of college, a bunch of college lames roaming around out there. But you can't discount these rural areas, man. That's what that's where Hillary made her mistake at. She just thought she was just gonna get by with with these urban centers and act like all these flyover counties didn't matter. These flyover counters is like the hell with that. We going with Trump. Yeah, a lot of liberals live in urban cities. I mean, I understand why, because you know that's where a lot of jobs are and stuff like that. But and a lot of universities and colleges are out in that area. What's going to happen, a lot of these liberals, these young liberals, they're going to become conservatives later on because what's going to happen, it's exciting and cool to vote for liberals because they just promise you free crap all day long. But when you actually grow up and you got to pay taxes and pay bills and actually watch where your money goes and all that stuff, that's when people start switching to conservatism. <laughs> when you actually start attaining stuff of value, like assets, that's when a lot of people start embracing conservatism. Rich people voting for Biden, I don't understand these people at all. Because I'm like, this dude literally wants to take half your money away. And you be having these stupid celebrities out here, I'm cool with that. So wait a second, you cool with somebody telling you they're going to take 
50 to 60% of your money that you work for? So you go make a million dollars in one year, Biden talking about he want five hundred to six hundred thousand dollars. And you cool with that? Like that doesn't even you would have to earn three million dollars just to have one million dollars after Biden gets done taxing you. I don't understand rich people with that crap at all. I don't see how Biden went in Pennsylvania like this. Trump's still winning in Florida. Thank God. Jesus. I'm getting off nothing. So, yeah, this is where we at, though, man. So, I don't know who's going to win this. I can't sit here and be like, it's going to go one way or another. It's, I think the country is split down the middle. But like I say... I don't think they're split on policies. I think they're split because most people are just voting against Trump because they think he's racist. They're not, they don't even know about these policies, man. They don't know about any of this crap. You ask the average voter. All right, so here's Texas. So all the blue is going to be around like Dallas, Houston, Austin, all the major cities. Everything else is probably going to go red. Same thing. Atlanta's more than likely blue, but everything around is going to go red. We'll see. Uh-oh. 14 states are about to come up. I don't like CNN, but I like Wolf Blitzer. I think he's a. Uh, I think Wolf Blitzer is probably the most fair dude on CNN. Uh, that was a no-brainer right there. New York is a liberal state. But I don't understand these New Yorkers, man. You know how many millionaires live in New York City? You just voted for a dude who literally says. He wants to tax you 60% of your income in New York. <laughs> That's why 50 Cent made that post. If you are worth more than 400000 you make more than $400,000 a year in New York, Biden wants to take 60% of your money away, man. That is insane that people would, would think that's okay. That is insane. Said most New York City people who are not rich live in the projects where all bills are included in their rent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I can't imagine a bunch of rich people in New York City supporting that crap. Poor people or people who make less than 400 grand, may, yeah, they could probably, I could see them supporting it because of what you just said. And then if you live in Texas, Biden said he wants to basically shut down the oil industry. 
how many how many people in Texas are employed as a direct result of oil? Why would you vote for a dude who wants to take your job away? Like this doesn't even compute with me with some of these people. And then he wants to being that he's going to open the border back up. And you're going to have all these Mexicans flooding across the border, taking jobs from people because they're going to get paid under the table. Like this, how are we going to, this doesn't even make sense. You got all these nutcases out here talking about fight for 15. We need $15 an hour. You're not even going to have a damn job because they're just going to go pay a Mexican to do it. It doesn't even make sense with these people, man, how they, how they think. You want all these illegals coming in. They're going to take all these jobs from you, work for pennies on the dollar under the table, but you're going to be out here talking about fight for 15. Fight for 15 for what? Nobody wants to hire. Why hire you when I can go hire Juan and, 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 uh, and Anna Marie and pay them under the table? And then if they get caught by ICE, I just go by Home Depot and scoop up another group. <laughs> I just, this is what I'm saying. People who vote Democrat don't even make sense to me, man. They don't, they, they, I'm telling you, they, I've never paid attention to politics as much as I have in my life. You know, you know during, like, during this election, this is the most I've ever paid attention to it. And like, it doesn't even register with me how people can support people who are embracing illegals coming over here on some, it's all love, man. This is a free country, man. No borders. Dude, they're coming to take your job, B. They're going to put you out of a job. They're going to work for pennies on the dollar with no benefits under the table. Like, what the heck are y'all talking about? You support this crap. And it ain't just the illegals. It's even this whole thing with the H1, what is it, the H1, V1, the V, whatever the heck that thing is called, with the visa program. They be bringing all these IT workers from like India and Pakistan over here, working for pennies on the dollar. Trump trying to put a halt to that so Americans like me who work in IT can get them jobs. Go listen to my man Sub-Zero. He talks about this because he, he deals directly with that crap in his, and what he does in, um, in IT. Sub-Zero, he does database development or some crap like that. And he'd be like, dude, there'd be so many Indians over there working for pennies on a dollar. And that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't even make sense how people could vote against their own interests by allowing all these foreigners and illegals to just flood the country as if that's not going to have any type of economic effect on, on your, your, your real life. Especially, it doesn't even make sense. And this ain't got nothing to do with xenophobia. This is just pure economics, man. They're not com these, these illegals are not coming over here just to, just to get their chill on. They're going to come over here and get these low-end jobs, move into these low-income neighborhoods, and they're going to start, and then when they, when they start stacking up a little cheese, they're going to start buying the block up in the hood. And this is this you saw this happening in Los Angeles. You go to South Central or Watts or some of these places in Los Angeles, they got like heavy Hispanic populations in those areas. Where back in the 90s it used to be heavy black populations. Why? Because the Hispanics are coming to town 
taking all the jobs and buying up all the property, and then they're driving you Negroes out. But Negroes, I just don't understand black folks, man. How, how do you not see this stuff happening? Why do they move on from the democratic programs, but blacks don't? Yeah, it's another thing. These illegals will come in here. They'll be, they'll be Democrat like a mug, getting free stuff till they get their weight up. And when I say get their weight up, that means they get their little money up. Their kids is getting educated. The next thing you know, they start switching to, to uh, conservatives. <laughs> That's what they do. Black folks, we just stuck like Chuck. And I can understand if you're like a low-information black person, somebody living in the hood, you're you collecting benefits. But if you're like a college-educated black person, and you have aspirations of making a lot of money and living a quality life, I don't understand how you can support democratic policies, B, when people are literally telling you they want to take upwards of half your income away. You got to go to work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week making whatever you make so that you can live in that hopefully nice house, drive that nice car, try to put some money away for vacation, retirement, whatever, whatever. You the one putting in all them hours working just so that you could turn around and potentially give upwards of half your money to that dude <laughs> and his party? And you're cool with that? You're cool with busting your ass to go to work and supporting a bunch of people who live in the community who don't want to do nothing? And then try to shame you because you don't want to go back to the community and, and, and live around people and they want to call you stuck up and bougie and all this other crap when reality is you just working, trying to live a different life, have different experiences. It doesn't even make sense to me, y'all. Yeah, a lot of public colleges hire foreigners because they're cheaper. Yeah, I, when I was in college, we had a bunch of foreigners. Matter of fact, when I was in college at Tuskegee, taking my engineering classes, most of my teachers were from Pakistan or India. I couldn't understand half the crap they said. I had to sit in front of the class on purpose, not because I was trying to be the brightest student, but because I literally could not understand what the hell they were saying. Their accents were that thick. I was like, I have to sit in front. I'm, I'm literally trying to pay attention to make out what words you're saying. Like it took me a while before. It was, it was just, their accents were heavy. I mean, they, they had accents like they just walked off the plane type of accents. It was heavy. And this was back in 98, 99, 2000. You know, 99, I mean, 98 to 2002. So, yeah, I know. I had a Calculus 2 teacher. She was from Pakistan. Well, I think she was, no, she was from... I think she may have been from Pakistan, teaching calculus too. Man, her accent was so thick, man. I do. I, I messed around and I think I, I think I, I think I got like a C in her class. Like I barely passed. I, I do. I was struggling. I was like, I literally cannot understand what this woman is saying. I thought she had just came from Pakistan. Like her accent was that thick. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's like that, though. 
Then he says, I know most blacks don't read, so I would send them 10-minute videos about Biden history. They wouldn't watch it and said they voting for Biden anyway. They don't want to, they don't want to. Look, a lot of black folks just want to be politically ignorant, man, because listen, this, this goes back to all the stuff I tell you. Reading up on these policies and learning about this, this is part of the boring work, man. Why do all that when you could just watch TV and, and or look at social media and then people just tell you, bad man, orange man, racist, and that's all you got to go by. That's, you know, you, you just go with the crowd. Because, like I say, if you really want to see where your money is going or how your taxes are being implemented, I don't see how you can support a Democrat. If, if you're a black person who has, who has things, you're trying to do something with your life, man. You're trying to get assets. You're trying to earn as much money as you can, live a good quality life, you know, dream about being rich one day. You know, all the stuff we all do. I just don't, it just doesn't make sense how you can support Democrats. When all they want to do is just take your money and redirect it to a bunch of other people who aren't working as hard as you're working. I mean, do you need the government? You don't need the government to do that. If you got enough money, you can take your own money and go out there and donate it and, and do things with it. Why do you need the government to take your money and then go out there and do stuff? I work for the government. They're horrible at money management. <laughs> the government is horrible at money management, especially when the Democrats are in office. They're horrible. They'll pay like 30 bucks for a hammer. Hammer costs like $5 from Home Depot. They'll pay like 30 bucks for this. And I'm not even exaggerating with that crap. Go look at some of the budgets, right? Go look at some of the spending, if you, know, if, if you ever get access to this stuff. And see how much they pay for a hammer, y'all. They will pay like, listen, when I literally say this, I mean this. They will pay 30 bucks for a hammer, y'all, where you can go get one for like $5 from Home Depot, B. $2,000 for likes. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not making this crap up. What up, Clutch? He says, don't forget how at the same time, damn near every non-black person foreigner sees you as another pookie from the community. Guess which party allowed these people to move to America in mass? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the blue party. Yeah, Jewel, Jewel, listen, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance, you work for the federal government or you get access to some documentation to see how they're spending their money, you're going to look at these, 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 these forms. You're going to be like, you spent how much money on what? Like, I'm telling you, I keep bringing up this hammer example because a chick actually showed it to me. When I was in the army, this chick that worked in supply, um, she, she showed me like where they were spending the money. On her spreadsheet, she had 30 bucks for a hammer. I looked at her like she done lost her damn mind. She was like, nah, that's what the government paid for this hammer, $30. I'm like, wait a second, I can go get one from Home Depot for five bucks. She was like, I know, but the government paid 30 bucks for this. That was like my first introduction to out of control government spending. I, I couldn't believe it. It's like, why, why would you do that? Like, why? That's what they do. They're, they, they're horrible at managing money. But you want to allow them to take your money. But this is the type of stuff we're on. I, I just don't understand it, man. You say you was an Air Force and a mechanic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see how much the, the, uh, the parts cost. Yeah, I learned that too when I used to uh, go down to the motor pool and talk to the, uh, to the NCO that ran the motor pool. They would sometimes tell me about how much them parts cost, man. And they would tell me similar stuff. They paying all this money 
when you can go down to AutoZone and get it for like half the price. It's crazy. Yeah. But this is who y'all voting for, man. At least Trump was trying to cut some of that crap out. And he proved it with, with Air Force One. Remember, Boeing was going to try to sell him a new Air Force One jet for like, what do you say, like $3 billion? Trump was like, let's get the price down to about a billion or something like that. Like he's out here trying to save money. <laughs> Yeah, all the Northeast is finna go to uh, Biden, so that shouldn't shock anybody. Oh yeah, Biden, man, don't let let damn Biden got eighty already. Let 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 Biden mess around and win, and he and he can't fulfill his his term, and Kamala take over. Oh God, this it's just finna be. Dude, we we finna just move fat, full steam ahead into Marxism, communism. We're going full steam ahead with that crap. It's going to be a BLM wet dream round here. We're going to be for the next, if Biden wins, it's going to be the next four years of woe is me, white supremacy, police brutality, let all the illegals in. Uh, uh, we, we should all be we, we should be shamed for working hard. We need to be sharing with our fellow man the fruits of our labors, even though our fellow man ain't doing the crap we're doing to get to our fruits. But being that they're just a human being, we're, we're supposed to just give it up to them anyway. That, that's what the next four years is going to be like if y'all if, 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 if Biden wins this thing. That's what the next four years is going to be like. I mean, did y'all see that commercial? The little ad Kamala ran on Twitter, the little cartoon ad, talking about how we need to lift everybody up and, and, and get everybody started. At, it's like, shut up. This is where we're we going, y'all. So I'm a little nervous. I, I, shoot, I'm, I ain't going to front. I'm a little nervous. ABL and Brandon Tatum over here talking about it's going to be a red wave. I'm a little, looking at this stuff, I don't know how this thing finna go. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I might just go to bed and wake up and, you know, go to bed, cross my fingers and wake up and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, the police will be defunded. I was telling that to another black person. I'm like, you want to live around, you want to live in a community where there ain't no police? And I ain't talking about you got to be in and around the hood. I'm like, I ain't living nowhere where there ain't no police where I can just pick up the phone and call them if I need them. Shit. That's part of my tax money to fund their salaries. Well, guess what? They need to be out here when I call. And I want to live in a safe community. I got a family to raise. Even, even, if, I didn't have, even if I didn't have a wife and kids, I want to live in a safe community. Low crime. I don't want to live in no neighborhood where, you know what I'm saying, I got to be worried about niggas and shit. Or I don't want to live around broke-ass white people either. I don't feel safe with social workers. What does that mean? Oh, oh, I, oh, I get what you're saying. Social workers should be out there calming disputes down like old buddy in Philly. <laughs> yeah. Get a bunch of social workers out there with notepads and iPads to protect us. 
Biden and Kamala might uplift everyone, but cis straight, non-pookie black men. Yeah, Xanatos, they already going in on black men. I was saying that earlier during this stream. Go on Twitter, you see some of the blue checks out there already blaming black men for voting for Trump. Torre, whatever that clown's name is, he out there talking about F you. He said it on Twitter earlier today. They, they already get saddling up to go in. Sensible sister says she got her money on Trump. I mean, I put my bet on, I, I voted for Trump, but I'm a little, I don't know how this thing finna turn out. I'm a little nervous. Biden will fund LGBT for the first 100 days in office. Dude, it's going to be, listen, I ain't got nothing against gay folks. Do y'all thing, man. But like I said, I don't, I don't want y'all kibbles and bits and y'all lifestyle shoved in my face 24-7. I just don't. I don't, every time I turn on TV, what was I watching? I was watching, um, I was watching something the other day. I th I, oh, yeah, I was watching, what the hell was I watching? Oh, yeah, I was watching The Watchmen. That TV show, The Watchmen, starring Regina King. I ain't never seen it. So I started watching it this past weekend. Man, so we get to the story about Regina King. Well, for those of y'all who never seen the show, I don't want to spoil it, but there's this part where she meets her grandfather, and then something happens. She takes some pills, and she starts experiencing her grandfather's memories to understand his life. He grew up in uh, Jim Crow. So we're going through the motions of the Jim Crow. Her grandfather marries this black woman, and then they have a son, and obviously that son is Regina King's father or whatever, right? But her grandfather in his youth had a secret life. <laughs> his secret life was, uh, was uh, getting clapped. His secret life was on some Andrew Gillum stuff. I'll put it that way. And they showed, they showed a scene. I was just like, come on, son. Every time I turn on a TV show, somebody's always getting their cheeks clapped. I, I, I don't want to see this, man. Every single time. I don't, even see, I don't even see heterosexual love scenes anymore. Have y'all noticed that? Or is it just me? Does it seem like heterosexual love scenes have gone on the decline and you see more and more rainbow teen love scenes on TV than you, than you see heterosexual love scenes? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm watching the wrong shows. But it, it was another one of those just out of the blue moments where I was just like, yeah, you had that going on in Lovecraft, too. Same thing. I just like, they, they just be throwing it in there just out of the blue, man. I'm like, I don't want to see all this. I get it, but God, dog, I don't need to see it like this. Man, so yeah, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm watching the wrong stuff. <laughs> maybe I, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, I wasn't expecting to see that. I was like, wow, that came out of nowhere. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm like, I don't care, man. It's like, I don't need to know that you like, because listen, Angela Stanton King, she summarized it the best I've ever heard it summarized when it comes to LGBT. She said, when people go around here pr pr uh, announcing to the world that they're LGBT, all they're really saying is, hey, I like to sleep with the same sex. That's literally what it means. When you advertise it, that's literally what it means. 
You go out here say, I'm gay, I'm gay. Well, what does that mean? That means you like to sleep with dudes or women. You know, the same sex. That's literally what it means. You're telling the world, you're, you're leading with your bedroom activities. You, you are literally coming out to the world to tell everybody what you like to do in the bedroom. That, and Angela Stanton King said the best, man. That's why I rocks with her. I was like, wow, that is the greatest way somebody has ever summarized that. You see heterosexuals like me and my wife, right? What if, what if I was in public? You know, my wife got a big old booty on her, right? So what if I was in public just grabbing on her ass, slobbing her down? I don't even do that with my wife. You know what I mean? That ain't nobody's business. But when you go out in public, you see some of these alphabet squad people. It's just like, I don't need to know what y'all do in y'all bedroom. I don't care. I'm not coming in your bedroom. I'm not asking to take a peek. What you do in there is what you do. Why do you have to come out here and announce to the world that, hey, this is what I like to do in the bedroom with this type of person? That's literally what it means when somebody comes out the closet. Shout out to uh, Cornelius for the $5. She says, they're typecasting Omar from The Wire on Lovecraft. Well, I'm not going to say they're typecasting him because Omar has played in a lot of TV shows. He played in um, Boardwalk Empire. He played a gangster in that show, and there was no, none of that stuff going on up in there. Um, we got to remember, The Wire was, 20, was, was like almost 20 years ago that show came out. So it's been a hot little minute. That thing didn't come out yesterday. Well, I don't know if it was 20 years. When did The Wire come out? Like 2003? So, yeah, we, we're approaching like 20 years with The Wire. It's been, a, it's been a, a good little stretch, but I can see how you can make that assumption because <laughs> his most infamous character is Omar that everybody knows him from, and we all know how Omar got down. And then you see him in Lovecraft. You're like, damn, Omar, you at it again? So I can see how you can make that assumption. But he did play other stuff in between. So like I say, go watch Boardwalk Empire on HBO. It's a pretty good show. There was none of that with Omar. There was none of that with his character up in there. So Omar on different shows going crazy. Yeah. 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 He, listen, I mean, I, hey. He's a, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, he's just one of those actors that get that really, you know, gets into his character, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'm sorry. Like, uh, nope. I couldn't do that one. I don't even think, no, Will Smith, I think he played a gay character, but I don't think there was any scenes. What happened to my TV? Uh-oh. Man, hold on. My TV just went out. My TV just cut off. <laughs> My TV just cut off by itself. What's up, Gold Eagle? Yeah, so, yeah, Omar, you know, he, he wants some, listen, he wants some other stuff. But like, like I say, I ain't got nothing against him. I, I just don't, I just don't want, I, I, I don't feel like I need to know that. Like, 
Like, what do I need to know that you're, you're, you're LGBT for? Like, when I go out there and I see regular people living their life, like, why do I need to know that? I don't need to know how you get down in the bedroom. I, I really don't. Oh, thanks, uh, Sensible Sister for the 1999. She's enjoying the broadcast. Yeah, you know, I figured I'd come in here and, you know, do what everybody else on YouTube is doing. <laughs> Live stream and give my, my two cents. Now, I heard LL said something. I didn't actually see what he said. I didn't get a chance to check it out. What did LL say? I didn't get a chance to check it out. Says eventually they're going to have Omar getting banged like how? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> listen, listen. I, listen, I guess, man. I don't know. Yeah, LL said something. I seen a couple videos. I didn't get a chance to see what, what was cracking. Somebody had put a video up. I can't remember who, who it was, but they were saying something. I think it was Super Sly. I think he got a video up. I didn't get a chance to watch it. He was saying something like LL has been bought and paid for. I don't, I don't know what he was talking about, though. Nick Taylor did a video on it. Oh, LL, oh, LL, he, he, oh, LL became woke. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think I seen something about that. LL out here getting woke now. He, he on some F the police crap, but he plays a police officer on TV. <laughs> It'd be the same way with uh, Ice-T. Ice-T on some F the police crap too, but he's been playing a cop on Law & Order for like 20 years now. It's like, come on, son. You probably are around police officers all the time that advise you on your role. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a long night. I'm not going to be, damn, I've been on here for an hour already? Jesus. Let me tell you, what time is this? It's uh, 9.30. I think about 10 o'clock. I'm hanging it up, B. Now, here we go with the uh, senators. Let's see. LL said when someone broke into his house, he didn't kill him. He was talking ish about the police. Didn't LL? Yeah. Yeah. These people be forgetting. Like, I'm pretty sure LL lives in a very nice community where he could pick up the phone and the cops be in there in like two seconds. You know what I mean, I don't understand how you can be on some F the police. I'm pretty sure all the concerts LL has done, I'm pretty sure. Look at this, Christopher Coons. Look at this guy's name. <laughs> Christopher Coons. Imagine if he was a black dude, y'all. But I'm pretty sure LL has had mad police officers doing security for him at concerts. Oh, Cory Booker on one. I ain't never heard of who John Hickenloop. Who the heck is that? I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, LL on. I mean, listen, I get it. In this era, you know, I think a lot of these celebrities, they just be, they just be saying that stuff just to appease the fan base. They don't want to get canceled. That's what it is. They don't want to risk getting canceled and then risk losing money. And that, that's why I, I, I applaud Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne ain't back down. Y'all seen, they got reports out there saying Lil Wayne girlfriend done left him. I'm like, first of all, we talking about Lil Wayne here. Dude worth like $150 million. 
His baby mama is Lauren London. His other baby mama is Nivea. He got, he got kids with all kind of people. That dude can get any chick you want, chick. Like, who are you? Nobody knew who you were till Lil Wayne introduced you to the world. Like, I think Lil Wayne would be aight. And then Lil Wayne, he ain't took down his tweet. He ain't apologized. That tweet's still up about Donald Trump right now. Because Lil Wayne, like, I mean, what y'all gonna do at the end of the day? I don't put out over 20 years worth of music, mad cheese, and all the black people talking about canceling me. That's cool. There'll probably be more white people at his concerts any damn way. I'm like, you know, just don't be afraid. If that's what you rock with, that's what you rock with. But LL, I think when they be saying crap like that, they be out here just trying to win the favor of the crowd because that's, 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 that's what they think everybody is uh, supposed to do so you don't get canceled like, like they trying to do Ice Cube and everybody else. So it's really easy to say what the police should do when you aren't the police. Yeah, and look, that's not to say that there aren't some bad cops out there. Yeah, of course there's some bad cops. There's bad cops in every profession, but the people that be out here saying this crap the loudest, they don't be living in the, most of them don't be living in and around these communities where the police are needed the most. Because, you know, and people be like, oh, the cops be in the community. They be acting like the cops just be out there just because they just feel like going out there. No. Oftentimes, they're out there for a reason. There's a lot of crime out there. There's a lot of Negroes or, you know, if you, doing some crap. It'd be the same way with the trailer park community. They, they be out there for a reason, man. But the, but the loudest voices, they don't, they don't be living in them communities, B. They, they be living in communities that be mostly white <laughs> or other. Well, they be out here, oh, if the police, but I guarantee somebody come trying to mess with you, you be calling them with the quickness. Matter of fact, Alyssa Milano, she did that, remember? Alyssa Milano was on that crap. And then one day, there was a kid playing with an air gun and her, you know, out there shooting squirrels or something. She picked up the phone with the quickness to call the police on him. But she was on some F the police crap too. Yeah, ain't nobody canceling Cube, man. Cube has displayed he's had his own mind since he was like 19 years old when he left NWA. Ain't nobody canceling this dude. So Dems gain one seat in the Senate. There's bad parents out there too, otherwise we wouldn't have so many criminals in the community. I mean, you got criminals everywhere. You, know, like you got go to the trailer parks. You got the same issues in the trailer parks. Go to the barrio, it'll be the same issues. But the police don't don't out, the police just, just don't be out there just to be out there. They normally out there because these areas historically have a bunch of criminal activities taking place. And somebody's always calling the police out there. But the bad parents, yeah, you got that too. In the community, unfortunately, you got a lot of single parent households out there. And these kids are just out there just doing whatever they want to do. No real guidance. All right, so here we are. We're looking, we're getting a little red now. We're getting a little red out in these streets. I'm trying to read what it is. I might need to go get some glasses. I'm at that age where I got to start. I'm squinting a lot now. My eyeballs have been working for 40 years. I think I got to get some glasses, man.
Let me see. I'm trying to look at my phone, and then I'm trying to look at the actual TV. I can't. I might have to go get my vision checked out. I don't know what's going on. If Trump, so Trump won. I don't think he's won. I don't think they've called it. Wait, did they call it? I don't know. Nah, they say it's too early. See? All them states up there is too early to call. I think he's leading in Florida, though. But it's still close. Now, Biden's winning currently, but when these other states start kicking in, that's when things are going to really start changing. You've had glasses since you was eight, since you were eighteen. I've never needed glasses before, man. But I think I'm kind of getting at that age where I'm noticing slight changes with my vision. Now I don't know if it's, it's, it's because I'm tired, and maybe me being tired affects you know my vision a little bit. But I'm kind of noticing my vision isn't as crisp as it used to be, and I'm. I'm, I'm attributing that to age. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's the only thing I can think of, man. I'm getting older now. Cornelius says, uh, $10, he says, LL had me rolling on the floor when he said the cops should shoot at the legs eight times if they haven't shot, or they should continue to back away from the suspect. Man, listen, I wish we could just stop talking about this shooting people in the legs crap. Listen. For those of you who have never served in the military or the police force, dude, they don't train you to shoot people in the legs. If you've never been to a target range, a weapons range, when you look at a silhouette, do y'all see silhouettes of legs and arms up there? Has anybody ever seen a silhouette of, of legs and arms with cops firing at legs and arms? <laughs> They, they have a silhouette of what is called the center mass, your, your chest area, then, you know, your little head, your head area as well, but your chest. Why? Because that is the biggest area on the human body, meaning it is the biggest area and it is more than it is the easiest area to hit if you have to shoot at somebody. Legs are smaller than your center mass and legs are moving around. Have you guys ever tried to fire at a moving target? It is not easy to hit a moving target, y'all. We used to go to the weapons range all the time, and we would have to shoot these little targets, and these had this one target that was uh, 20, what was it, 20, 50 meters away or uh, 25 meters away. We used to call it Fast Freddy. Fast Freddy would pop up real quick and drop down. And unless you knew when he was going to pop up, you would have to maneuver your weapon and try to fire at him real quick and then... Go back down center and look for Fast Freddy over here. You he might not pop up. It might be a 300-meter target out here. 150 might pop up. Then Fast Freddy pop up over here. You got to adjust. Dude, it's not even easy to hit Fast Freddy. For those of you who served in the Army, y'all know what Fast Freddy is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But legs are smaller than Fast Freddy. It is not easy to hit legs. Everybody thinks it's just so easy because what happens if you try to shoot at the legs and you miss? Anybody want to know what happens? Guess what? Those bullets, they don't just stop in midair and return to the gun. <laughs> the bullets don't stop. If you miss the legs, those bullets are going to bounce off the ground and ricochet. They're going to go into a car, a window. They're flying down the street. Somebody else might get hit because legs are a smaller target than the chest, the center mass. Cops are trained to shoot center mass. All their targets 
silhouettes are center mass targets. They are trained to shoot that way. I'm, I've been trained to shoot that way for 13 years. I've been trained to double tap your ass dead center in the chest. So cops ain't shooting center. They ain't shooting at legs, B. I don't know why people, when you hear people say stuff like that, these are a bunch of people who don't know anything about firearms. They've never shot a weapon. They've never went to a weapons range. That's, 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 so this whole shooting, and I'm surprised LL doesn't know to shoot him in the legs. Like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Shoot him in the legs. Malik, it's not even about, yeah, there's a major artery in the legs, but the chances of you actually hitting the leg are like, uh, uh, dude, are like slim to none. You're more than likely not going to be able to, unless you're at very close range, you're not going to shoot a dude in the legs, man. You're going to shoot him in the, in, in the uh, torso. And why? Because guess what? There's all kind of organs in the torso. You got your lungs, your heart, stomach, liver, all kind of all kind of stuff up in there. You hit something up in there, guarantee you're gonna slow that person down with it instantly. You shoot a person in the leg, you might hit the artery, you might not. Who knows? Just depends on where the bullet goes. You hit somebody in the torso, you got all kind of air, you got all kind of things you can do that's gonna instantly drop that person. That's why you're trained to shoot people in the in the center mass. Like I say, for one, it's just the, the biggest area in your body is your torso. That's why, that's why they have silhouettes in the, in the, in the shape of torsos, y'all. So what's next? Training cops to shoot, to shoot knives and guns out of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to call some snipers on the roof and have them shoot knives and guns out of people's hands. Yeah, we're going to do all that crap, B. These people are idiots, man. And then what you want? You, you want to shoot somebody in the leg that's, that's coming at you with a knife. Really? Or uh, like, oh, we need to get a health care worker out there. What was the health care worker going to do with that dude in Philly? He's going to do block the knife attack with his notepad. <laughs> These people are idiots, man. These people are, we, got, we just have so many idiots out there. And they get all their information through these smartphones and these, these snapshots on social media, man. Low information. Low information voters, low information people. We have a population of low information people, y'all. That's just getting dumber and dumber by the day. And unfortunately, it's becoming cool to be dumb. You got a bunch of dumb celebrities who make a lot of money. And their celebrity influence, people value that stuff like it's, you know, like these people are geniuses just because they got money. Like if you say something about Cardi B and how dumb she is on politics, what's the first thing somebody says to you? That's why she got more money than you. Like what does her bank account have to do with her intelligence on this subject? All her bank account has demonstrated is that she is, quote unquote, more talented than me at making music. <laughs> She ain't made no money off of politics. She made money off of this, this WAP song and whatever else. Bloody shoes. All right, where we at? Let's see. So, well, we got a culture of idiots out there, man. There was a movie. What was that movie that came out? 
that actually shows what happens if America or the world is run by a bunch of dumb people or something like that. There was an actual movie about this. He said Biden will destroy this country and this world. I don't know if Biden will do it, but Kamala sure will. Look, just think, uh, if Biden wins, that, that's really code for Kamala won. Oh, yeah, Idiocracy, that's the name of that movie. Y'all go watch a movie called Idiocracy. That'll give you a preview into the world if we let a bunch of idiots just take over. A bunch of people who don't value thinking, who don't value education, who don't value hard work, going out there grinding, getting yours. Idiocracy, that movie perfectly depicts what could potentially happen. What's going on, man? We need to get some more red up on the board. I don't like these numbers. But we ain't got the big states. We're still waiting on Florida. California is probably going to go to Joe Biden. But we need, we need some of these flyover states to turn red. We need a lot of them to turn red. Now, Biden's going to get Cali. And he's going to get the Northeast, like New York, Connecticut, the tri-state area, and all that crap. He's going to get that stuff. And he's going to get Cali, because it's a bunch of nutcase liberals in Cali. But we need to get Florida, but the Republicans need to get Florida, and they need to get, they need to get all them flower states. That's what they need. And, and they need Texas, too. Trump will probably get, yeah, so we need to get them flower, we need to get them center states. California, you might as well just get at the Biden. That's like 50 points right there. That's the biggest, I think California got the most electorates, but that's probably going to go to Biden. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it not go to a Democrat since I've been paying attention to politics. Cali, Oregon, and Washington. Okay, yeah, all three of them states are going to the Democrats. Let me say, as long as I've been paying attention to politics, I've never seen those three states not go to the Democrats. So those are all going to the Democrats. I don't understand it because you got all them people with money out there. I don't, I don't understand how people are happy with just being taxed to death, y'all. It doesn't make any sense to me that people are just content with being taxed to death. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense to me. You, you live your life just so you can pay high taxes. So, so you can see, it doesn't even, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Now, what's going to need to happen over the next coming decade is going to have to be a strong conservative push to change the mentality because you got all these boomers. Like, my parents are a part of the boomer generation, right? Well, my parents are 60 years. They're in their 60s right now. Let me see. Oh, well, my dad, he's 62. My mom, she's 59. So my mom will be turning 60 next year. 
anyways, within the next 10, 15 years, a lot of these boomers are going to start going on up to the upper room. And you're going to have a lot of these young liberals that are being raised on social media following the likes of Sean King and, and Roland Martin and, and all these other nutcases out here. They're going to start, they're going to, they're going to start, dude, they're, they're going to, their numbers are going to start quadrupling. Just think about, listen, just think about all the kids in middle school right now, elementary and middle school, who will be of voting age in the next 10, 10 years or so. And they're being raised in these nutcase liberal households, y'all. If, if this conservatism, if conservatism dies with the boomer generation and us Generation X, well, technically I'm Generation X and, and uh, Millennial, so they call me a Zillennial because I was born in 1980. I'm like at that transition point. But whatever. If conservatism dies with the boomers, Generation X, and the Millennials who were born at the, in the early 80s, like, you know, like, you know, 79, 80, 81. If it dies with us, dude, this country is going to be extremely liberal where it's going to go towards socialism and all this other crazy shit. Uh, be, even beyond that. So conservatism, you're going to have to do, they're going to have to do some, some uh, over the next 10 years or so, they're going to have to do some, some heavy, some heavy campaigns. To try to get people to understand this crap because social media is a liberal's best friend. I mean, look at look at the dude that runs Twitter, Jack, whatever his name is. He's actively suppressing information about Joe Biden and, and, and is unashamed about it. Yeah, Jack Dorsey. He told Ted Cruz basically that in a nutshell, that, yeah, we, we're blocking the New York Times from reporting about Joe Biden. Like, they're actively suppressing people's information. And social media is powerful as shit, man. This stuff literally affects the way people think and operate and how they perceive the world. I mean, just think about it. L listen, let's just keep it a buck, y'all. Rewind the clock back to 2005, for those of you who are old enough. So I was 25 years old. In 2005, I was 25. Social media, it was around, but nobody was really using it. Like, like nobody would, well, I think Facebook may have been like a year old or maybe it just came out. I don't even think YouTube was around in 2005. And Twitter wasn't around. So really, 2005, there really wasn't social media. Unless you had MySpace or something like that. So just rewind the clock for those of you old enough to we're in our 20s in the early 2000s. How many of us was running around back in 2005 talking about, we scared, we can't go jogging, it races, it white people's, they's coming to hunt us. How many of y'all knew black people who were talking like that? The only black people that I know that were talking like that were old niggas from, from, the, from the civil rights generation, like my granddad and all them. You know, because they grew up in that era. I cannot recall one conversation that I've had with a bunch of black people back in 2005 who were talking about is racism and white supremacy. Now, granted, I've heard the word racism and white supremacy 
I've dealt with my fair share of pro-blacks when I was in college, yada, yada, yada. But I'm talking about just everyday random black people who weren't really pro-blacks, who were just living their life. Dude, we ain't had no conversations like that back in 2005 where you had grown-ass men talking about they scared to go jogging. They scared that they get pulled over by a cop. They, they shaking in their boots. Man, that talk didn't start happening until social media came about, y'all. Social media came about, programmed these Negroes' minds, putting up all these, these, these images over and over and over again of the same onesies and twosies getting killed, and everybody's out here thinking, we just getting hunted. Except, dude, you're just seeing the same videos over and over again. No, this isn't reality. I mean, yeah, it is a reality. Somebody lost their life, but it's not a reality to the point where you're going outside that you have a legit fear of getting killed by a cop, especially when it's like 18,000 police departments in America, probably tens of thousands of police interactions a day, if not hundreds of thousands, and you got maybe one that goes wrong. Nobody was talking like this 15 years ago, y'all, is what I'm trying to tell y'all. You say it spiked after Trayvon? Yeah. I mean, that's when the Black Lives Matter came to life after Trayvon Martin. <clears throat> but I remember Sean Bell got killed back in like 2002, three, four, something like that. Now, granted, his stuff wasn't on camera, but I don't really remember people walking around talking about they're terrified and shaking in their boots because Sean Bell got shot 50 times on his wedding day. Very tragic. I don't know the complete story, but I know he got killed. By the police, I don't know exactly why they shot him, but whatever. Even when Rodney King, I was alive back then. I was, uh, when, when the L.A. riots happened, I think it happened in like 92. I was like 12 years old, something like that. We got footage of that. Even in the 90s, I don't recall a whole bunch of black people running around talking about they fear for their life. Like, of course, you know, you have a couple rappers talking about it in their music, but... There wasn't this, this big collective of black folks just huddled around at the barbershop or at the barbecue just, just talking about how they terrified of, of white people and cops. Like, it just wasn't like that, bro. I'm just being honest with you. Niggas was living their life, doing their thing. Social media come around, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. All of a sudden, you got grown-ass men terrified. Be the hardest thugs on the block, terrified of the potential of getting pulled over by a cop. <laughs> you ain't never noticed that? It'd be like it'd be like the super goons, right? Niggas who be like super goons, thugged out. The mere the mere thought of a cop pulling them over got them niggas hiding up under their bed sheets. And this is all thanks to social media. This is all programming, man. These niggas have been programmed. Yeah, Jenna Six, I remember that too. I remember that. They had a little marching protest down there. I think Michael Bazin led that. Didn't Michael Bazin put the Genesis thing together? Or he was like one of the, one of the big names for the Genesis. I don't even remember what the Genesis was about, to be honest with you. I mean, I remember, but I don't remember exactly what all the details were. But I'm just saying, social media, it's a gift and a curse, man. It's a gift in that it can bring the world to you, but it's a curse in that it can severely 
obscure, obscure your views, whatever word I'm looking for, make you think that something is happening that might not really be happening at the frequency that people want you to believe is happening. Like you look at social media all day, like I said, you're gonna, you're gonna walk out, if you don't know any better, you're gonna walk out of here thinking that as soon as you open your door, there's gonna be a crowd of white people and cops out there ready to string you up and tie you to the back of a pickup truck. That's not reality, man. That is not reality. Check out the documentary, The Social Dilemma. What was that come on Netflix or something? Social media puts people into fishbowls. Yeah, that too. Black people are more likely to be killed by someone black. I don't get it. Every black person knows someone who has been killed by someone black. Yeah. That's crazy how, how all of a sudden people just forget about that. It's like... Dude, we've had entire movies. That are, go back to the early 90s. Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society. All these movies depicted life in the community. And guess what? In those video, in those movies, like there's there's that one scene in in um in Boys in the Hood where Furious Styles. Well, shout out to uh, Ramen for the twenty dollar cash app. Appreciate that. He says it's for the Babylon. Remember Furious Styles talking to Doughboy and Trey about um, when it was in front of the billboard. What was he saying? He was giving the little speech about being gentrified or something like that. Like that was like the only quote unquote white supremacy talking point in the whole movie. Everything else was about gang banging, how Trey didn't want to be in the hood anymore, how Ricky was gonna go to college, and how Doughboy was content with being a gang banger, being in the hood. You know what I'm saying? And then we saw all the events that unfolded. Trey got, uh, not Trey, but Ricky got killed. Doughboy got killed like a week or two later. You know, just tragic. Baby mama stuff. All kind of stuff, man. Menace to society. What was that? They had like an interaction with the cops when they got caught. With, with, with what's his name? Billy Duke or whatever his name is. Talking about, you know, you don't effed up. But the rest of the movie was depicting life in the community, man. Just violence amongst black people. I mean, like, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I remember when Boys in the Hood came out, I was like 10 or 11. I remember we was going, my dad was like, I remember it was when my dad was talking about it. When that movie came out, do y'all know that they had, when that movie, when Boys in the Hood first came out, it hit the theaters. And some theaters around the country, they had police at the theater because they were afraid it was going to be a bunch of gang members up in there fighting in the theater when that movie first came out. And I ain't talking about just in L.A. I'm talking about in New York and in various cities around the country. When Boys in the Hood first came out, they had a huge police presence at the theater all over the country because they were afraid Negroes was going to go in there and turn up and start fighting with each other and all kind of crap. Like, I remember that crap. So, like I said, you go back and look at some of the movies, man. You know, movies, they depict a snapshot in time of where we at. 
And they were depicting real life in the community. Now movies are just depicting, like I watched, um, what was that movie I watched the other day with the wife? What's that movie about the black couple that went on the first date? And um, they get something happens. They get chased by the cops and then shot at the end. You know, it starred that movie. It starred old buddy from Get Out, Queen and Slim or Slim and Queen or whatever. I watched that the other day. It was on some some crap like that as well. well you know, basically, you're just going to end up getting killed by the police and all this other crazy shit. I don't know, but yeah, Queen and Slim. Yeah, paid in full. Yeah, I like paid in full. That's my that's my movie right there. <laughs> Niggas get shot every day, B. That's my movie right there, boy. And look, those are some good movies. You know what I'm saying? But I just think you just gotta keep it real. Just like just like sensible sister said. I gotta just go pull up the crime reports. Go sub the Akatunde's channel. Every day Ak is giving these stories, man. And Ock ain't just cherry-picking stuff. It's, dude, you have a way higher chance of meeting your untimely demise at the hands of another black person. But I don't know how we transition into that as coon talk when that is a strong reality. Like, you, you're like damn near guaranteed to die at the hands of another black person. And then people want to be like, but that's just proximity crime. White people's kill white people's. Yeah, everybody kills everybody. Get it? But still, look at look at the look at the look at the numbers. B, we do it at a way higher rate than everybody else. <laughs> we do it at an extremely higher rate than everybody else. And it's unfortunate, man. You can't even be honest about the crap. But that feeds into the lie, because you know if you don't be honest. Say, man, you're gonna have a whole generation growing up on social media believing all this foolishness, man. They can't grow up and do nothing and be nothing in life. Just imagine there's a just imagine there's a, a kid in fourth grade right now being raised by a woe is me. Man, this kid, by the time he creates a social media account when he's like 13, 14, 15 years old, this kid gonna already be. Ain't he gonna be starting his life out yet? Just on, on the, you know, he, he's just gonna be beginning to discover his little bit of independence, already believing he's a victim. Ain't ain't dealt with no white people in his entire life. Been surrounded by his mama or his daddy, or more than likely his mama, playing video games. Before he gets out of high school, he gonna believe that he's a he's a forever victim. Can't do nothing. So why even try? Why go out there and even try at that point? That's what that's what we up against, y'all. We up against crap like that. Man, what is going on here? We supposed to be turning these states red. This this ain't looking good. Look, I mean, Queen and Slim was all right. I ain't gonna say it was like a, the greatest movie. But I mean, I don't I don't have an issue watching a movie. Like I could put my my feels away to watch a story, even if the story depicts something that. I don't necessarily agree with it. I can still watch a movie on it. I mean, it was all right. Oh, wow. Trump done jumped up 400,000 votes in Florida. Look like we going red in Florida, baby. All right. 
I gotta find my charger. I don't know how much juice I got left on my phone. What time is it? It's 10 o'clock. Oh, Jesus. They should stop teaching slate. Now, I don't think they need to stop that. You're going a little too far now. <laughs> You're going a little too far with that one. Now, they need to teach slavery. That's a part of American history. I don't have an issue with them teaching slavery. I mean, it is what it is. It happened. You can't erase it. I have an issue with them calling slaves immigrants. Like, there are some history books I've seen where they're trying to act like slaves were just immigrants. No, slaves are slaves. Talk about it. Talk about all the atrocities. You say third grade? Shit, why not, man? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know when I first, I can't remember when I first learned about slavery. It had to be around like the fourth or fifth grade. And then again, I could say, I don't even remember what the lessons were about, but whatever. That was so many years ago, I can't recall. But I don't have an issue with teaching slavery. I just, my thing is, if you're going to talk about slavery, talk about it all, be honest. I mean, you ain't got to be grotesque, you know, especially if you teach it to a bunch of kids, but don't sit there and, and try to make it seem like, like, like where my wife's from, right? My wife's from this small, she's from this small town in South Carolina called Bishopville, right? Bishopville is probably about 30, 40 minutes from Columbia, South Carolina. Out in Bishopville, they got this museum called the Cotton Museum. So you walk into the museum, it's this little building. They got this big bale of cotton right at the front entrance, right? Sitting on one of them old school scales. Like, I ain't never seen one. Just raw, unprocessed cotton right in front of your face. I was like, wow, this is my first time ever seeing this. Anyways, you go take your little tour through the museum. They got, like, artwork showing black people, on, you know, painted on the walls, picking cotton. But... You look at the you look at the artwork. The artwork makes it look like these black people are happy. And I was walking through the museum. I was just like, how come they got these slaves looking like they they're excited to be out here picking cotton in the hot ass sun? <laughs> but then I thought about it. I was like, well, now I got to come back to my other argument I made earlier. I'm like, well, in my 2020 mentality. I'm going to assume all slaves hated picking cotton. They knew they were enslaved. They knew this was wrong, and they had no choice but to do it. But if I take that mentality of 2020 and I try to superimpose it on 1820, is that, is that accurate? Meaning, if you go back to 1820, were all slaves angry about picking cotton? Were all slaves angry about slavery? Like, what I'm saying is, it's kind of hard to explain, but what if, okay, we can assume that the first set of slaves that came over here off the ships back in 16, 1500, whatever it happened, they weren't happy. But what if you were three, four generations born into slavery and that's all you knew? Like everybody that you've known that's alive started their life out on a plantation, grew old and died. You grew old and died, had kids. They were born in a slave. What if that's like all you knew? I'm not saying that you're happy that you're a slave, but is it possible that a slave grew conditioned to that way of life to where it just became normalized for them? Like they weren't angry. They weren't happy. This was just life. There was nothing else to, 
There was nothing else around to show them that there was something else going on. Because you got to remember, there was no social media back in antebellum slavery. Like when they when 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 um, Abraham Lincoln you know freed the slaves, the word didn't make it to Texas until like two years later, which is why we celebrate June Juneteenth. They still had slavery going on two years at two or three years after the slaves were freed. So what I'm saying is, if you were born into slavery, your mama was born into it, your grandparents was born into it, you you grow up in it, you grow old, you have kids in it. Your kids are having kids in it. Like, we're talking about generation after generation. And you don't see anything else. This, this, this is just the world that you're born into. You don't know anything else that you got to work these fields and live this substandard life. And white, you got to serve white folks. And they get to go do whatever they want to do. To me, it seems like a slave wouldn't know if this was right or wrong. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there would just be, this is just life. For, for most people, would probably be thinking that way. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm making sense. That makes sense? Let me see what y'all say. So what other options do slaves have besides the goal of working in Master's house? I mean, they, they got whatever options Master gave them. Like, I mean, if that's all you knew, that's all you knew. Until something comes along and shows you something different, or it's like uh, y'all remember y'all seen um, Nat Turner's movie? Um, Nate was it Nate Turner? Nat Turner? Whatever. Nate Turner? Nate Parker? The movie? Um, what was the name of that movie? The, the slave movie that came out a couple years ago. Y'all remember Nat Turner? He didn't know any better until he read. He started reading the Bible. When he learned how to read, he started reading the Bible. That's when he started getting different ideas about, man, this slavery thing isn't right. But before that, he was living his life as a slave, serving his master. Master let him go from one plantation to the other to visit his girl. You know, he was, quote unquote, happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Until new information presented itself to him that changed his mentality and shifted his, his worldview. Yeah, birth of a nation. Shifted his worldview to where now he was like, oh shit, this is actually wrong. We're not supposed to be living like this. We're supposed to be free. But before he started reading the Bible, he didn't know any of this. This was just regular life for him. And it was just the way it was supposed to be. So that's what I'm saying when you go back. So what I'm saying, when you think about slavery... And you try to impose what we know today on top of what they knew back then and then just make the assumption that all the slaves knew that this was wrong. I don't think it's fair to do that. I think you really have to. I think I think a lot of people fail to take in the overall culture of society and the information that was presented to these slaves like. How would they know any better if they were born into slavery? Their mothers were born and the mother and father were born into slavery. Their kids are born and they're born into it. There is, you know, there, there is no other information telling them that this is not how life is supposed to be. How would they know unless something presented itself to them to spark the change? 
And then you get those onesies and twosies like Harriet Tubman, Matt Turner, Nate Turner, or Nat, is it Matt or Nate? Matt Turner, and a couple other ones. But what if you're the slave who never got that, who never got the message delivered to you to spark the change? Well, you would just be living your life thinking that this was just normal. There's a high possibility you would live your life. So to get back to the cotton museum, initially when I went to that museum the first time and I saw those slaves on the wall and they were depicting them looking like they were happy, I was superimposing my mentality of today on top of them. Not thinking about, well, what if this depiction of a slave looking happy, what if that's all he knew? He didn't, he didn't know any other. He, there was no other information presented to the slave to let the slave know that this is not how life is supposed to be. So maybe he may have been, quote unquote, happy because he legit didn't know any better. There was no social media. There was no television. There was no radio. You know, you, you weren't even allowed to read for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I just try to keep those things in mind. When we had these historical conversations, I'm just like, I don't think, I don't think you can really look at the world through your, through your 2020 lenses and try to act like people were seeing the world in the exact same way back in 1920 and 1820. Because chances are they weren't. You know what I'm saying? It said learning to read was the gateway to freedom. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, what if you never knew that? See, we, see, when we look at we look at like the romanticized version of slavery, and when I say romanticized, I'm using that term loosely. We look at it romanticized, meaning that all slaves knew that they weren't allowed to read. All slaves knew that slavery was wrong and all slaves knew that they couldn't do nothing. I don't think, I think we have a hard time comprehending that maybe some slaves just legit didn't know anything because they were born into that lifestyle. Their family, their mother and father were born into that lifestyle. That's all they knew. And there was no information presented to them like that to challenge their way of thinking or to expound expand their way of thinking to see new things if every day you wake up and go to the go to the field to pick cotton from sun up to sundown it would mean you ain't got time to be reading books or you got you got you got to pick a certain amount of cotton every day as you're getting beat you think this is just life like i just how it's supposed to be but when we talk about it we talk about it man it's wrong yeah we know it's wrong now we know all the atrocities now but to them, that was just life. That was just how it was. Now, unless you had, unless you, you know, something, something happened to you to change your thinking, how, how would you know that this wasn't what it was supposed to be for most slaves? Yeah, Harriet Tubman said in her own words, she would have freed more slaves had they known they were enslaved. Yeah, Harriet Tubman summed it up perfectly. Most of these slaves probably didn't even know that they were slaves. They were probably, they just thought that this was just probably life. And I'm not saying that to excuse slavery. I'm just trying to put myself in the mentality of trying to imagine what the mentality of, of a slave may have been back then that didn't have access to social media, 
that didn't have access to all the books and education we got access to that allows for us to shape our worldview to where we can go back and play Monday morning quarterback and be like, man, I was effed up. But what if you grew up in that world? You didn't have social media. You weren't allowed to read. You weren't allowed to do nothing. You just knew you had to go to that field, pick cotton, or go in that house and do whatever you got to do for Massa. Obviously, Harriet Tubman, something was presented to her that changed her worldview to where she was able to see, like, holy crap, I'm not supposed to be living like this. Something happened because she was born into slavery, which means more than likely her mother and her grandparents were born into it as well. That's all they knew. But something changed. Something happened. What was it exactly? I don't know. But it changed. What I'm saying is, what if you were the slave that never got the message that something was not right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What if you never got that message? So now you don't know that you are a slave. You just think that this is just how it's supposed to be. The allegory of a cave. Yeah. Yeah. In case you guys don't know what Greg is, Gray, is, Gray Fox is talking about, the allegory of a cave, I think, um, is basically where you had a bunch of cavemen looking at their, what was it? No, was it Pablo's dog or whatever? It was a bunch of cavemen looking at their shadows on the, on the wall, thinking that they were real beings or something. Not understanding that these were just shadows or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Something along those lines. So, he said, was it confirmed that Harriet was actually... You know, I heard that she said it, and then I've heard people say that she didn't say it. So, I, I really don't know if it's confirmed. But I'm going to assume that she said it. I'm just trying to say, if you didn't know, how would you know? So, now you think about these, these kids coming up that are being raised in these extreme liberal households. You know what I'm saying? Where they where they just accepting all kind of craziness. And then they go on social media and they see all this craziness. I mean, if you don't know, you know, they're being conditioned, man, to where they think this is just normal. So, you know, it's, you know, some weird stuff. Before somebody come on here and say something, you're just trying to excuse what? No, I'm not. I'm just trying to, I'm just being honest, man. Like, if you were born into a certain lifestyle and a certain culture, and that's all you ever saw day in and day out, and no other information was really presented to you to show you another way of life, there's a high possibility that you would think that this was just normal, that you were supposed to be in the field, picking cotton, serving white people. You would think that that was probably normal. Like, how, that's how it was supposed to be. Until something comes along and shows you different. Like, no, it's not supposed to be that way. Like, remember Django? When Django pulled up on the horse in his blue suit and all the slaves were staring at him, they was like, what the hell? They ain't never seen nothing like that before. They ain't never seen a, a, a Negro riding a horse in a fancy suit. It rocked their world. It probably gave a couple of them slaves new ideas about life. But before Django came, they ain't never seen nothing like that. So, you know, they ain't have no, they ain't have no reference point 
No point of reference to, you know, help reevaluate some things. I'm getting tired of watching this. Who's winning? Biden's still winning? Yeah. Hey. Right, Trump is winning Pennsylvania now. Trump is winning Florida. Okay. These numbers are going to start jumping up pretty soon. Yeah, you got, listen, you got all these smaller, listen, all these small counties, dude, I'm trying to tell y'all. These big cities, they're going to go to Biden, most of them. But you can't discount these smaller rural areas, man. They're going to come through. I'm getting tired, y'all. What time is it? Anybody know what time it is? I'm supposed to change channels. Oh. I don't even hold up. Let's let's go to let's go to Fox. Let's see what they're talking about. Fox probably already declared Trump the winner. <laughs> MSNBC probably declared Biden the winner. Oh, ain't the button I want to hit. Frustrating, waiting for the count to come in. I'll just use that word. I don't know what channel these others oh here we go. I don't really watch a lot of TV in case y'all can't figure it out. All right, let's see what these, this is MSNBC. Let's see what they talking about. What's the, you said, what's the status for most of the battle still? Go to Fox. All right, let's go to Fox. I need y'all words to get off the screen. Okay, there go Fox right there. I don't really watch a lot of TV. I don't even know what channel these. Oh, here we go. So we got, what are we looking at here? Yeah, I, K, K, I, don't, I don't be knowing what channel nothing's on. I don't watch TV like that. I have no idea what channel these things come on. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Uh, they're just showing. Uh, Trump won South Carolina. I don't think Florida's been called yet. Uh, let's go back to CNN. Let's see. Yeah, I, I want to cut the cable too, man. I've been telling the wife we need to get rid of cable. Just, just go strictly uh, streaming services. Hulu, Netflix. I already pay for Netflix now. YouTube, that's where I get all my news from. Oh, yeah, the sling. Yeah, I was just talking about that with my barber yesterday. He got, he got the sling set up in his, um, his barber shop. Yeah, I mean, I think I would just want to get rid of all. And just do stream because look, I watch YouTube for my news. I don't even watch. I rarely watch TV, man. Um, I could just get HBO streaming. I like to watch some shows on HBO, but I think streaming services. You get streaming services, they'll probably come out way cheaper than a cable bill. And I'm just like, I don't know why we paying for cable. Like all these channels, do we got like a thousand channels on here? 
Dude, I'm lucky if I watch one channel on it. <laughs> I know my wife, she watches Family Feud. We'll watch that, you know, during dinner time or something. But other than that, I don't be watching TV like that. You can cut all streaming memberships also. What do you mean you got me? You, you got the hookup on some cable? What you talking about? I need to, I guess me and Needy need to, we need to get on the phone with each other. <laughs> Hit you up tomorrow. See what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I got, I got the Cody. I got a fire stick in here. I got Cody. I don't ever use it, though. I mean, I used to use it a couple, about two years ago. I don't ever use it. I, do, I really don't watch a lot of TV, man. Man, I don't be knowing what be on TV half the damn time. I don't be doing nothing. I mean, I got I got Netflix. I don't even watch it half the damn time. Yeah, that's the thing about the Cody's, man. They always be shutting down. I mean, I got a fire stick in here, and we had the Cody on there, but they always be shutting down those servers or whatever that they're using to uh, give us the free stuff. You gotta all. We always have to go in and re-update it, reload it. Man, I got tired of doing that crap, man. Oh, it's not Cody. You got some, what you got? You got something? You got some new stuff? Look, she got all the new stuff, man. Nene, Nene got all the. She got the hookup on everything. Oh yeah, I've been on this thing for like like an hour and some change. I'm about to shut it down, B. I'm, I'm tired. What time is this? I can't see. I got to get some glasses. What time does that thing say? It says 10. I can't see it. Shit. All right. I'm about to shut this down, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little tired. IPTV. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up. All right, y'all. I'm 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 getting a little tired. I think I'm about to go. I'm about to, I'm about to turn it in. I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. <laughs> this thing will probably be going on to the early morning hours. I'm a little sleepy. I've been up since like five o'clock this morning, y'all. So hey, y'all be safe, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully Trump wins. If not, then hey, we'll just we'll just have to deal with life for the next four years and keep it pushing. All right. You say seven. Now it's ten over here. I mean, I'm on East. I'm in Florida, man. So y'all be easy. Appreciate everybody threw some cheese up in here.